It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nothing for you! You have been trapped. Fuck off you, you fat useless sack of fucking Yankee Stanky doodle shite. I like gas. Bam! Bam! Very serious. That's right, I lost my appetite when I was sleeping and I almost burnt my house down making broccoli, broccoli uh, cream yeah. of broccoli soup with cheddar. It burnt right to the bottom of the pot. So, that's Did things happen. People got to understand it's an occupational hazard for Yeah. We do burn things. The best of us do burn yeah. things. It happens. You know, it's like not quite ready. You don't have patience. I laid on the couch and then an hour and a half later I woke up and the thing was reduced and just, it's, it was so burnt. That when I shut it off... How burnt was it? <laughs> when I shut it off, it was still boiling with the hot burnt stuff. Did you ever do that? Yep, like I Like, you can it. put it, like, outside and it's still burning? Now, I'm going to give you a quick soup story because it reminded me of something. I told you earlier on the phone. We went out to eat to this uh, racetrack thing. And I, I've never in all my years of ever eating anywhere, even as a chef, we order a soup, you know. I get my onion soup. Philomena gets her Manhattan clam chowder. Right. I taste mine. It was great. Too salty, but it was great. So let me taste hus. And it took me about five seconds to figure out what's wrong. It was ice cold. It was the most bizarre thing ever. After it's heated, one of the best clam chowders I've ever had. But how do you serve ice cold soup? I think in the total opposite fear of burning it. Like you right. serve it ice. Like how do you not heat up? Like you forget to heat this. Like I just looked at it and I knew. But I was so enthralled with my onion soup yeah. and the melted mozzarella everywhere. I got excited. You know what I bet would happen? You know, some places, the waitresses serve the soup out of the steamer. Yes. And then instead of heating it in a pot and pouring it into the, the soup kettle they or whatever, they probably put it cold in, yep. thinking that that would heat it. And then, you know. But it was fucking delicious. But ice cold soup was the first. Yeah. 
I think it's me though. I think it's only me. I think I, I think it's no. You know what? I because I'm turning into that. I'm turning into the guy. I think it was all the times hearing you saying that, and I always give people the benefit of doubt to keep my mouth. Set. I tried now to I do said, it. Now I tried to do it. Now it's, it, it doesn't get to the point where enough is enough. Yeah. It's just like all right, come on. And well, got, spend, yeah. Especially when you spend an eighty hundred dollars on a meal, hundred other meals for two, and you get Jimmy fucked in the ass. Right. Well, that's what I don't even know what that then, means. Jimmy fucked. Yeah. But, and yeah. I always feel bad, like, if I have, like, a $50 lamb chop and there's a hair in it, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to be that guy, you yeah, know? Yeah, but like, still, I'm at the point where, listen, asshole, if you're going to charge me $50 for a fucking a, a rack of lamb with four little yeah, baby chops on it, where, exactly, where a fucking <laughs> Go over that thing with a fine-tooth comb, yes. no pun intended. <laughs> now, we, yeah, exactly. We got lamb chops the other day, a rack of lamb a couple of months back at Mario's. The other know, day a couple months good. back. <laughs> you know, like the other day, three months ago, I don't know. It was actually really good, but it was, like, no sauce on the plate. It was just lamb with vegetables and, like, at least remember to put the sauce on. Right. When you dry fucking me the Heine with the price, because I know you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? At least make it good. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, because you know. That, that's what it is. I think I figured it out. No one does what we do anymore. You and I are... You know, and I just said you and I, but there's a few breeds, the old school guys, a few of us left, that go the extra effort for those little nuances that make a difference. We're not about the schmear and the getting a spoon and right. Who gives a fuck about that? Right. Yeah, it's pretty, but we make sure like the doneness is good, the sauce is good, the ratio, the hot, the cold, the sweet, the sour, the salty. We make sure we have all the elements of a dish. Right. And they actually work together. Right. These and then we'll throw some parsley on the top. Yeah. And I hate, I hate the rimmed parsley. I used to do that back in the 80s. Yeah, me too. When I see that, I'm like, all right, you know, ah, what the hell was that? Now I know, <laughs> you know. Well, I used to do that, but then I stopped doing that. And I used to do, like, uh, fresh cracked pepper around the rim yeah. or something. That, that's not I used to get a paintbrush with my balsamic glaze and, like, Smack the paintbrush smear across yeah. the plate, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. But, I mean, look, I'd rather have all the frou-frou gone and something that actually works. Don't give me sweet, sour, hot, crunchy, cold, hot if it doesn't work. You think because you throw the components on a plate right. that they think it's going to work. There's no true understanding of food like we do. Right. Because there's a lot of times there's something that comes out that's like, wow, we got to take a picture of it, and it has zero flavor. Yeah. Because like, there's like no crazy, room for flavor. What was that crazy thing you and I made, that sandwich? The big and beefy? The big oh, the, uh, the pig and beefy. The pig and beefy. But that took us eight seconds. <laughs> I said ham, you said bacon, I said beef, you said cheese, I Come said something else. You said this, mac and, and all just worked. It, like, yeah. it all just fucking worked because yeah. we have a general understanding of what works. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, like there's some good stuff out there, but yeah, a lot man. of times now it's like people that are doing the fancy schmancy food and everything. Like, don't know, like, the flavor. Like, I, yeah. a lot of times, I have, like, some polyps in my sinuses, so I can't taste sometimes. You know, I got to, like, blow out, and blah, 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 like, you know, like. Yeah. But I just know what goes good. Yeah. And everyone's like, how do you know? It's like, do you taste it? Do you have a, do you sense. try it out first? No, I just throw it all together. Here, here's the thing. Like, you, like, musicians can hear and know it in their head and know what chords go together. Right. You and I can think food in our head and just know, because we know, if I close my eyes, I know what prosciutto tastes like. Right. You know, and I do it all the fucking time. That's why I'm trying to fucking pounce. I'll be driving around prosciutto. You know what I'm saying? But I know, like, it's going to go peanut butter and jelly, tomato and mud. You know what I'm saying? We know our flavors. Yeah. We don't have to right. try it. We already know. And even like, the weird stuff, yeah. we, 
just know it'll go well. Yes. You know, and I love the people that do the foams. Oh, I got a foam. Or delay. I got a foam. Yeah. Like, what'd you do? Fucking whack off in a fucking cup? Just because you put a foam on it doesn't make it better. Right. And I, I don't know. I've, I work with some people that did the foams. And, and it and, works. I've seen the foam. Give me wrong. I've had a good Yeah, foam. but it's like, why go through all that trouble? Yeah. It's like... It's like a broken sauce or something, you know? Yeah. It's like not that... That's... I'd rather have an old-school two-day veal demi with a fucking port rind reduction with wild with mushrooms... butter in it. And it's mounted <laughs> with a fucking pound of butter any day over fucking anything. Yeah. Yep. That's true. I mean, anything. Like, even your salsas. Yeah. You gotta season them. Yeah. And you gotta know. Like, you could throw fruit and this and that, but just certain people just don't have it. You no, know, they don't they, have that little knack to they know. They try, and they'll, they'll mix something, and it's just not good. Yes. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, but All right. what do we got going in here? So, uh, do we have a caller on the line? Do we have someone listening, or we got... Well, uh, I believe this is, um, this might be Sterling on the phone right here. Do want to get him up? Do we want to talk to Mr. 100, that motherfucker we haven't talked to about? Don't even issue. We miss you. It's been way too freaking goddamn All right. Well, let's pick him up, and then we'll get into the show. What's up there, Sterling? Hello. He got on, and he got off right away. You there? He's breaking up. He's breaking up. What are you, lock up? (laughs) Hello. Oh, my fault, my fault. I'm in the kitchen, y'all, so hold on. <laughs> What's up there, Sterling? Oh. Sorry, y'all, sorry. How y'all guys doing? Ah, we're doing good, brother. Hey, Thank you very much, man. There we go. There we go. My phone was messing up. I'm at work, man, you know. Nice, uh, nice. Y'all doing it's been a long time. Doing... Oh, yeah, all right, man. It's good to hear you guys' voice, man. I thought it was a damn... Since I'm off the show, ain't no Aaron on the show. There's no more Mr. 100. Really? Listen, ah, we're, I'm a little, I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little pissed off at you, Sterling. You haven't, you haven't heard from us. We haven't heard from you in like two months, man. You can't do that. You gotta check in with us. Hey, 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 hey. I can't worry about the fucking pad. I'm worried about that. <laughs> 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 we, we miss you, man. We fucking miss you. Man, yeah, I just want to say first, I want to say thank you, Tina, for reaching out. Call me, you yeah. know, to ask me. That wasn't no no hard question to answer. She asked me, "Will I be on the show?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll do it anytime, man. Anytime you guys ever want to talk, you know, it's an honor to talk to you guys." By the way, you know what it is? We we like checking up on our favorite guests and doing some reports and seeing where you're at and what you're doing and seeing what's going on. And it's been a while, and we, you know, we want to see what's going on, man. Man, um, oh, I, I'm, man, I'm, I'm really, man. This show has really opened doors for me, man. I can't talk about it, but trust me, you'll see me on TV again. And also, man, um, man, I'm gonna turn my direction to help these kids, man. Uh, I had a, uh, it, it happened before Halloween. I was, I was in the projects where I grew up at. I always go over there to talk to the kids. And um, I had a little, little boy who's about seven or eight years old run up to me. Like, man, what's up, man? He's like, hey, Mr. Sterling, how you doing? I said, cool. What are you waiting on Halloween? When? What you going to be? Man, this little boy, no more than eight years old. Man, I got me a bandana. My mom going to buy me a gun. I'm going to be a robber. I'm like, uh, what? 
what? So I was like, man, I gotta change these kids' mentality. So I had a, a fourteen look, fourteen year old little girl who I was mentoring get shot in the chest last week. Nah. So, uh, so, uh, that's sad, man. So, so man, I'm focused on these children, man. Well, man, yeah. I'm fucking going hundred, baby. Yeah. yeah, I thought you said the guy went out and got a bandana or he was going to be uh, Chef Sterling for Halloween. Yeah, that's what I thought, man. But when you said then, I'm like, okay. And, you know, you go talk to the parents, you know, that's, but there's all these kids knowing grow up around, so I'm I'm trying to change that. You know, I, just, I can't blame the kids, you know. They don't know. A little bit of time, a little bit of time. So where are you working now? Man, I'm uh, I'm the chef over at Bridgestone, the plant, and uh, in Laverne. I'm the chef in out here at this place called Daily Dish. And, well, I get to meet all the country celebrities, and and it's so cool, man. It's just like that door is just wide open. I just gotta walk through it, man. I got so much stuff going on in the future, man. And just, I'm just happy not being myself, yeah. you know. If you live, yeah. I'm telling you, you know. If you believe, if you believe in God, I'm telling you, man, follow your dreams. Cause God don't never plant no seeds in nobody's body. It's on you to water that seeds and fertilize it. You know, don't let that right. child go to waste. Exactly. I water my seeds all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so how much you guys been up to, man? I'm doing good. You know, still doing the show. You know, we're busting a move. We do some events here and there. You know, working, work, church, and home. And then the that's show. That's up, it. Man. Hey, you yeah. know, by the way, Rob, I pulled up a picture of me, you, me, and you and Barry. It came up, it's like almost a, about like a week ago when y'all came down to Nashville last year. You know, oh, Barry, yeah, it was like, man, yeah, that had, yeah, I got that too. It was like popped up. It was like a year ago today. I was like, holy yeah, shit. Wow, that shit was so cool, man. <laughs> Man, it's just, man, Clemenza, man, it's going, I'm going to have to meet you next week. Man, I, I love you guys, dude. Y'all some yeah, guys. we got to get Mr. 100 up to New York one day, man. Man, man if I come to New York, man, I, I'm going to treat it like Vegas because no, I won't get no sleep. <laughs> we wouldn't expect you to. All right. All right. You come up so, to New York, you're going to go, you're going you're gonna to be awake the whole five, six days a year, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down, man. I'm down. Basically, I'm being real. I might come up. I'm thinking. I'm supposed to come up there sometime at March, I think. I got to call my people and see what. I am supposed to come to New York, you know, and I'm going to make sure I visit everybody I can while I'm up Nice. Now, uh, you got something working for the TV, but you can't really talk about it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Actually, I got. Yeah. Just put it this way out. I can I can probably pick and choose where I want to go, but it feels good and I have four, I got people that want me. Not me being nice. myself, you know. And that's that's what's just so, so amazing. You know? nice. Is it is it on like a show that's already out or is it your own stuff? There you go. You sound like a cop now, Rob. You know you're trying to get to the question. <laughs> to the answer by asking the question. Damn, I'm on the first forty-eight or something. You know? <laughs> All right, where were you last night at 9 o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was at work. No, man, I got really got some things coming up, and I really want to thank Fox, Phil, Kitchen, you know, especially the fans, the people 
really, the people who watch, they don't teach me. If it wasn't for the fans, this wouldn't have never happened, you know. I'm just like, well, I, I mean, by being myself a fan favorite, I'm just like, man, thank you. And, and we back, y'all. You know, we just staying humble. You know, it just opened up a lot of doors for me. Yeah, that's good, man. So you stay out in the uh, in the uh, Tennessee state over there no, working? No, I'm not. I'm not at that place anymore because that place was screwing me. It was, it was hit me. So you're, in ten- you're in Tennessee though, no? I'm always going to stay Tennessee, man. I never leave Tennessee. I'm never going to leave Nashville. Nashville is my spot. You, I mean, Nashville is so friendly. Nashville is growing. Nashville is just Nashville, man. I mean, and it's an honor to be like when I'm in Nashville, I'm just thirsty. But when I when I leave Nashville, oh my God, I go that guy Mr. 100, man. It's just it's amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, I love when I was out in Tennessee, man. I loved it, loved it. Yeah, I, you know, I know this. I know I, the shots down here are very much, it's very cheap. You know, they're cheaper than up in New York because we see all guys down here. And they told me oh, the price of shots. I didn't never see a table fill up so fast with shots. <laughs> 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 God. I know. Well, once I get started, I can't stop, you know? That's all good, man. I just, I can actually stop sitting down there and drink with you guys. Even too many guys on the planet can say that. I know. I know. So what else? What else is going on in the future, man? Oh, besides man, besides uh, the show, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you about the show anymore. Just what else you got uh, going? Uh, I'm gonna be doing a little stage tour, catering a stage tour. It's coming out. I'm not allowed to say which tour yet, but man, it, it's good, man. I mean, I mean, I can just say wow, man. You know, I can finally give my wife what she wants. You know. It's, yeah. Well, I did say I wanted man. to congratulate you because I saw that you got married not too long ago. Yeah, I got married, then some asshole stole all our money and gifts from the damn wedding, from the wedding uh, reception. But, you know, uh, that's okay. it, ain't, it ain't nobody but family and friends. <laughs> what, right off the table? Right off the table, my man. They stole uh, all So, but I, I don't let it bother me, you know. I'm more hungry, man. And, you know, I look at it, somebody needed way more than me, you know. Yeah. And I got, to, and, you know, it might get gifts, but... It, God bless me with the greatest gift. That's my wife. So they can have yeah. all that. Money to buy the gift I Yeah, well, you'll know who took it when your friend shows up at, like, uh, a tailgate party wearing a fur coat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. The thing about it, I got an idea who done it because they can't look at me in my eyes and they don't know that a giveaway because I'm so silly and they, they, people don't they don't realize your eyes tell you everything. Your eyes tell you when you effed up, done drunk. High with whatever your eyes tell it all. And if I can, when I look you in your eyes and you don't look me straight back in my eyes and look nervous, your body get all, I know you got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's up with you guys, though, man? I got to try to get back. Y'all got some more callers in there, but I want to say something. I got to get back to work. Yeah, well, actually, you know, Audra says hello, and Tina also said hello. That's the, um, they're running around. Tina's listening to the show, but you can't. It's going in and out, and Audra's picking up her son, so she's driving around, but wanted to uh, reach out and say hello to to my man Sterling. That's what's up, man. I'm 
And man, I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start checking on you guys more often, man. I'm gonna have to do something, man. And you know, if we, when I come up, man, if y'all ever do it in business, the kids, you let me know, man, because that's what I'm about is helping the kids. All right. Hey, if y'all do something, anything for the kids, you let me know. I'm down, okay? Ah, you got it, my brother. I, I gotta go because my dishwasher won't count on me, and I'm over here watching this. <laughs> uh, all right, man. We'll keep keep in contact. Keep keep checking in with us, and uh, you know I'll get something out of you if I ask you enough that's questions. What's up. <laughs> oh, then you get out of me as well, but a hard school. I mean, hard penis. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all have a good night, okay, y'all? And yeah, right. Power world, Bobby, get a Peace. <laughs> Love him to death, but. I have a hard time understanding it. He's crazy. Yeah, I love him. I love, I love yeah. him. He's great. He's absolutely great. <laughs> so we, we got a little... It's almost like, you ever seen the movie Airplane? Yeah, of course. When uh, the two guys are talking and uh, no one understands them and they're like, does anybody speak jive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the yeah, mother yeah. from Leave it to Beaver goes, I speak jive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get like one out of every five words. Yeah. Well, I know he's working with kids. He's yeah. mentoring an eight-year-old kid that's mother went out and got him a Halloween, like, like a, a robber. I thought he said lava. Like a red, <laughs> that's what I had to say. Got him a red bandana and dressed him up like lava. No, like a robber. And I'm like, why would the kid want to be lava from a volcano? <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a robber. And then he goes, another poor girl, 14 years old, that he was mentoring, was shot last week and killed oh, in the street. But... He's also, he's got, um, working on a TV show. <laughs> I think yeah, I got yeah, out of that, but I can't TV say show. anything about it. What I got out of it was, the kid was going to dress like lava. He's going to be on a TV show. He said you would interrogate him like a cop, and he's on a beige tour. <laughs> that's all I heard. He's going on a stage tour. Stage tour. That's, that stage makes a tour, I think, yeah. I was like, what's his beige tour? <laughs> what is and then at his wedding, someone stole all the money off the gift table. Uh, and he goes, it's not my family and friends. <laughs> so that's what sucks. And he goes, at least he still got the number one important thing, and that's his wife. Wow. So I think this might be Audra. She said she was going to call in, but uh, she just missed him. Hey, you're chewing the pot with Big and Beefy. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, good. Is this Audra? Yes. What's up, Audra? you know? How are you? You just What's missed Sterling. Sally I'm just hung up. Dishes. He was washing dishes. <laughs> He's knocking the phone. What? I said you guys are still talking to Sterling? No, no. He, he just, just hung he up. Just he was washing up. dishes. He was getting slammed. His dishwasher didn't come in, so he had a, he was washing dishes. Basically, another typical day in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so what's up, Audra? How you been? Not much, hon. I just finished my day at work, and... Got all my dishes handled and made a slamming pecan pie today, and Chef went nuts over it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What's your trick for pecan pie? Um, honestly, I don't use any corn syrup in mine. Oh, you don't? That's no. like the trick. Isn't that like carol syrup or something you got, you're supposed to use? Yeah, but I don't use carrot syrup. All right, that's good. See, that's what I like. like Yeah, mine is pecan pecan through and through. There is no layer of ooey-gooey stuff. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you use so uh, booze in it? I don't mind the ooey uh-huh. gooey stuff. It depends on whose ooey gooey stuff it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't call any names, but we we know he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Do you put any booze in it? Um, like, that like is ooh. something that I'm going to try, a little bit of bourbon. Yeah, a little Jack Daniels and something, a little sour mash. And I love pecan you know. pie, but it's one of those things I can have once or twice. I couldn't eat it every day, but when I do eat it, it's fantastic, and I say to myself, wow. Right, I love the flavor, but it's just too much work. Yeah. Too much nuts in it. Yeah. Well, it's like my no, food processor makes quick work of that. <laughs> right, well, that's what it is, but some people just do the full whole pecan, and it's like, it's delicious. But your jaw gets tired. Yeah. You're like, just give me a little sliver. Yeah. But I do love pecan pie. See, mine were finely ground, and then on top they were, you know, chopped. But inside the pie, it was actually really finely ground. I thought my chef was going to nut himself. Uh, so what else you got going on at work? Um. Well, I managed to successfully get out some things today. I uh, threw a cake together first thing this morning and threw the pie together, and now I've got to make more pie tomorrow. Um, and I, I, I scraped together a really nice cake last week. My chef was making um, like an apple dumpling of sort for, right. a, uh, for a competition he had going on. And he was just he was coring out the apple and throwing the rest of it away. And I said, well, what are you doing? Don't throw that away. I can make a cake out of that. So I made an apple walnut cake and sold it the same day. I was really impressed with myself. Nice. See, that's what me and Clem were talking about that before, how certain people can throw certain things together. Like you just have that understanding of flavor detection. Right. And just say, like, the apple cake thing didn't work. You don't throw it out. You may turn that into something else, like a bread pudding or something like that. But it's like, you know, you try it out and – there's nothing better than using scraps. I got something in the news, too, about that, how, like, people are making money now using pe- food that other people are throwing away to make money. But, well, here, have you heard about the people that dumpster dive? The Freegans, right? They call them Freegans. I want yeah. to go around one night with these people and try it out. They go dumpster diving behind, like, supermarkets and stuff. And take the stuff that's still edible. Like it might be cabbage that's a little black on the outside, but they take it, and yeah. potatoes, and, and then they have a big meal. That irks the shit yeah. out of me because yeah. even, even some, a while ago, and it wasn't with food, I'm not going to say where it was or who it was, but somebody that worked in this huge department store, and I'm like, well, what do they do with the rest of the stuff? And they throw it away. And I'm like, why? There's kids out there that can use it, or people that are hungry, or kids that, like, why throw it away? Because they feel it's safe in that way, and yeah. if somebody gets a hold of it, they can have a loss. Fuck the lawsuit, man. It's kids that need food, and people that need things donated somewhere. Right. Well, that's the problem. Exactly. The problem all over. It costs money. Now, there's a new show that I absolutely love. I don't know if anyone has true TV. Is it something to do with being naked in the woods again? No, 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 no. It's not a survival show. Robin's been obsessed with all these shows about being naked and being in the woods. I don't know if it's some kind of sick fantasy you got going on, bro. Hey, man, there's nothing to be said about being naked and being in the woods. Yeah. Naked and free. No. No, this show is on True, and it's called Adam Ruins Everything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, Great I, I, show. I, 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 yes. 
great show. He reminds yes. me of Alton Brown. It's like a good yes. eats type show yes. with the little skits and stuff. But he he did restaurants, which a lot of stuff I knew that yes. you know the fish that you're eating really isn't an orange ruffy. It's called something else. They make up the name. Well, they do snapper and they use orange ruffy instead because it's cheaper. Right. Years ago, we used to do when I I was always against it, but you know the place I worked was like, oh, use the orange ruffy. You tell them it's snapper. I was like, no, but it's yeah. not snapper. I, I mean, it's, right. But it was saying like orange ruffy is really called like the slime head. So, right. but it was so they needed to come up with a name that people would eat. So they make up names to that and salmon. Most all farm raised salmon is naturally gray because they eat kibble, which is like feathers and chicken skin and stuff. So. Oh. Um, Wild salmon is pink because of the kelp that they eat and stuff. So they yeah. dye it. It was all like cool stuff like that. But then he did a show on giving. Started out with how diamonds only for the last hundred years are for engagements because the De Beers Corporation I was told made that it I like that. The other week, yeah. But he said how canned food drives are a waste because they throw half of the stuff out because people donate mostly shit out of their dusty cabinets. And it's all, you know, past due or whatever. It's high in sodium, so they don't like to use it. They say the best way to donate anything is give money to the food pantries and stuff. And because, and a lot of other places, it costs them too much to donate. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you donate a ton of canned goods, you have to pay someone to actually do it, and then they just throw out half of the shit. Yeah. Weird. So... Yeah, you know, they try. Well, they, they, somebody should create a website. But there's nothing to interrupt you. Somebody should create a website. Like I've seen something on Facebook that's cool. They have like a um, uh, Craigslist rather. They have like a free section where a lot of people right. were given like a lot yeah. of furniture. And I, that's I, where I, I got my web and grill. Yeah, so I used to say to myself, and it took me about ten seconds to figure this out. But I'm like, why is this guy throwing his fucking furniture away? It's got to be crap. And then it dawned on me. He's on the 25th floor in an apartment building in Brooklyn. Okay, for <laughs> yeah. him to get a mover. For him to get a mover to move that fucking china cabinet with four guys down 25 fucking stories yeah. in an elevator out on the street and move it, up, it's going to cost him 500000 So right. he's better off giving the fucking thing. Right, you come and get it. But why not do that with food? You know, you got, you got the tickets, the, the, the ticket things where people put up their tickets with sports at the last minute and give away. Why not do that with food? Yeah, well, they used to do it for Project Hospitality. They would take all the leftovers on a Sunday night from restaurants and yes. then feed it. But then health department passed it where yeah, it's got to be got canned, it's got to be packaged, it's got to be brand yeah. new. Because, you yeah. know, some of the homeless people, they're suing. I remember when I was at Tribeca Grill, we used to give a lot of stuff to City Harvest. And it was like trays of cooked food or yeah. something that was perfectly edible and delicious at that. Right. But now they, yeah. they, they stopped taking yeah. it. I'm like, wait a minute. What's, what's, it's, here's it's, a tray of baked ziti. Which is a lot lighter than lasagna, by the way, and calories. But, like, here's a perfectly good tray of food. You, you're going to tell me you don't want it? Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? It's exactly like the episode on Seinfeld with the the guy who wanted to make, he was open the store and sold just muffin tops. Yes. And they're like, what do we do with all these bottoms? So they put them in garbage bags, gave them to the homeless, and they, like, started a, a, a riot outside because yes. they wanted the tops. They didn't want the bottom. Are we not good enough for the top of the muffin? Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's you know what that's why I don't know. Well, that's like the story. I'll, I'll tell it again. It's a two-second story. Darn Hurricane Sandy or Super Slump Sandy. And I'm handing out food down the beach, cooking for people, and we got pasta with sausage and meatballs. And I give this guy a beautiful plate, even steak. There was slice of steak. The guy's like, "You have any grated cheese?" I'm like, "Sorry, but we have no more cheese." Oh, 
I don't want this then. What are you kidding me? You want right. to get Like, what are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I swear to God, I almost wanted to throw the plate of food at him. Like, here here we are doing it out of the goodness of my heart, which I don't mind doing. You have nothing, and you're bitching that there's no grated cheese? Yeah. We don't have to give wow. you anything. Yeah. People wow. yelling at me because our refrigerator shut down. You know, like, we had to get yeah. all the food because we were right there where it happened. Yeah. I had, like, two yeah. cases of eggs. So I boiled them, and I was given hard-boiled eggs, perfect protein. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, eggs? I'm like, you got to go fuck yourself. How about yeah. that? But meanwhile, they're donating... Like clothes and shit like that to the main office for the company I work for, and I had to help sift through it. Rusty fish tank um, stands, like the most useless things. People feel they're donating, like good stuff. Yeah. But it's like stain a moldy shower curtain. Who the hell just throw it in the garbage? Why are you donating that? Yeah. You, wow. you feel good for donating old shit. And there's a guy that did a documentary on after 9/11. There's a warehouse in Manhattan somewhere that's filled with stuff that people donated after 9-11, and he wanted to go see. And he goes, it was the most, there was a, a wagon wheel. There was, like, all this weird Whoa. stuff that people don't need. People just were getting rid of it out of their house and doing it for the tax write-off. Wow. So that's why it, like, costs money to, now they got to pay for a, a, a warehouse to actually. Yeah, but that, 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 that's the shit that kind of fucks this country up and, and what's wrong with, with, with our society today is, you know, the good always turns into the bad somehow. And I'm a guy that grew up on the streets, and I think, you know, that thought would pop into my head with certain things, but I never, ever would have the heart to do something when the country or somebody's in tragedy or in need of food or, like, here you go, buddy, here's a pen that don't write anymore. Like, what are you, you know, like, yeah. what the fuck's on your mind, like? But then again, you see a homeless guy, you give him a half a sandwich, he tells you to go scratch your ass. I love the kids that are actually honest. <laughs> I, I, I seen a guy with a sign, I actually gave him five bucks, he's like, I am not a homeless guy, I am not homeless, I am not homeless, but I am homeless. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I am not hungry, I am not homeless, I am just jobless, I need money for my beer and my weed, please help me get high. Yeah. And I said, buddy, you know what, here's five bucks. Yeah. Go get your fucking <laughs> baby. Yeah. Here's five dollars. Yeah, yeah, at least, exactly. Yep. I help these two every day I drive. Yeah, every day I drive to work, I'm in a light, and on one side is one kid with one leg in a wheelchair, and he's covered in tattoos, says he's a veteran, who knows, and there's another guy who says he's a veteran, and he's all strung out. I still give him money. It's pouring rain. These guys are out. So, yeah. you know what? And it's 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.30 in the morning. God bless you for being up. Here's a dollar. Here's a dollar. Yeah, exactly. Same things you don't mind, but, yeah. you know, the, the best was... Here, down here, we we have the same thing going on. It's not obviously quite as you know prevalent as it is where you guys are. But I had a guy approach my car one day. I was sitting having lunch with a friend, and he wanted a dollar. And I said, "Well, I, and I didn't. I didn't have a dollar. I didn't have right. any cash." And he said, "Well, I just want to go get myself a slice of pizza." And I said, "Well, I don't have anything, but I'll give you half this sandwich and this orange." He took the orange, didn't want the sandwich. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you know, either you're fucking hungry or you're not. You know, right, right. Mind, I mean, I don't, I don't mind giving to people, and that I'm, I'm way too damn generous well, that's, with the water. I love it. I love giving people stuff. Yeah, yeah, they do it right. You know, I do want to make sure I'm not being taken advantage of. Exactly. There's a lot of people that are doing that here. Now, if you're hungry, I'll go get you something to eat and bring it back to you. But I'm not giving you right. money. I'm going to tell that's you a story that I, 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 
I'm going to tell you a story that I swear my mother is true. Before my grandmother passed away when she was in the hospital, every day my sister, my cousin, we'd all be outside taking turns, smoking cigarettes. You know, we stood there all day, all night type of thing. So we had to go outside, get food, take a break. And the guy was out there with his coffee cup, ripped pants. The guy just had like this sad look to him, very nice, I'm humble. You know, if he gave him food, he would actually take it, take a bite. So one day I'm watching this guy, like every day, being out there for two weeks, I'm like, where does this guy keep going? So one day I followed him. to his apartment. His penthouse. No, he had a brand new fucking Mercedes. He, I caught him one day. I, I followed him. I swear my mother. Changing his clothes. Took off the ripped shirt. Got into a fucking another shirt. Jumped into his fucking car. So I jumped in front of the car. I said, let me ask you something. I said, I'm not going to blow up your spies. and more fucking power to you. Whatever. At that point, I was just so aggravated. I just had to know. Like, I had to know. He's like, dude, I do this every day. He goes, I clock about $250 in about six hours over here. Yeah. Every day. What? Now, back then, that's a lot of money. People yeah. give it 50 cents. He was just one of those guys who would tell you a joke. He was funny. He put on a little show. So he made fucking money. Yeah. His whole job wow. was to come out and allude, give you this illusion that he, and I, I got to tell you, he was entertaining enough to give money to. Right. But then I felt like I got taken. Like, here I am feeling bad for this guy. That he's hungry, because I don't want to see anybody go hungry. I would feed anybody. Right. Even I, me, as a fat guy, I'd give you the last of my big deed if you're hungry. Right. I'm just the type of guy I am. I, I don't want to see you go hungry. But when you feel like you yeah. get taken, you know, it's a different story. Yeah. Well, I mean, around here, Audra, it's a lot of people that, like he said, they do it for a living. Yeah. You know, and now that yeah. people follow other people, like these women are sitting there with their children. Yeah. On the street corners. Like, please help me oh. and my children were homeless. And then they all get up on each corner and get in a van and then they yeah. leave. That's like the guy in the yeah. fucking food stamp line with the fucking $150 Jordans on, the iPhone 6, and the fucking, uh-huh. you know, the uh-huh. iPad. Uh-huh. And here uh-huh. I am uh-huh. you know, with my the $20 gun. Metro phone and my fucking Payless sneakers on saying, you cocksucker. Yeah. I know you guys saw where I went to the fair recently and, and played with the monkeys at the fair. Yep. We were sitting down, you know, having, well, as a matter of fact, I didn't buy anything to eat at the fair, but we were sitting down taking a break, and this young man approached me with a baby, a toddler, and had a little sippy cup for the baby, and he was asking for money, you know, said that the baby hadn't eaten all day, and he gave this sob story of, you know, what was going on, and I was like, you know, I'm sorry, but I don't have any money. Well, we go, we leave out, and I see the same guy with this young girl. They've got all kinds of food in their hands and bags where they bought stuff at the fair, and they go walking right by my car, and I'm, I'm sitting there shaking my damn head. It's like, really? What the hell are you doing? You are yeah. stupid enough to believe your little story that your baby was hungry when the baby wouldn't even take the sippy cup in your hand to drink yeah. anything. Right. But the baby's gonna starve to death. I, I don't believe you, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sure enough, I mean, my instincts were right in that instance, but you know, I, I don't like to be taken advantage of. I don't have a lot, and I'm willing to give just about any exactly. thing I've got. But don't right. take advantage of me because I work too damn hard for what I got, you know? Right. Exactly. Unfortunately, yeah, right around my house here, there's a, like, a home for older people with mental disabilities. But it's really like, you know, if they're not in prison, they're going to go here. And they let them out at night. And it used to be fine. But now every storefront, one of them is in front of it, yelling for money and screaming at you, walking in the street. It's like Night of the Living Dead. 
They're like, you're at the yeah. light, and there's one woman comes running up. She's got no teeth, and she sticks her head in the car window. Give me a cigarette. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, I get away from me. And you start cutting their heads off. It's just yeah. weird, because, you know, different, different things for different people and different circumstances. But, again, I just don't like, if you, look, you want to go out and smoke a bag of weed and you don't have the money, be honest with me. Right. And that's my yeah. choice whether I want to give you a dollar or not to help yeah. you out. Exactly. Exactly. You tell me you're hungry or your baby's hungry, and I ain't even got the fuck the money to eat, and I'm giving you money because I think your baby's loving, you know, fuck you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's it. It is what it is with a lot of people, but, you know, I, even though I see those people doing that, whether it's, you know, they're doing it for a living or they really, truly are falling on hard times, I feel sorry for each of them in their yeah, own way. Because if, well, if they are shallow enough to come out and tell you this huge lie to play on your emotions to get money from you, I feel sorry exactly. for people like that. And look, every one of us in this room and on the radio, and look, we've all been in a situation where we needed help. I don't care who you are, how much money you are. Everybody in this fucking planet, in this world, has been in a situation right. where they need help. If you're honest about it, you get people will actually fucking right. help you. Right. But when, you yeah. know, you're sitting on a fat fucking bank account and you're telling me you're hungry, and I got fucking $4 to get to work tomorrow, and I give you a dollar, right. I'll be like, all right, I feel bad. I'll figure it out tomorrow somehow. You know, like, why, why take advantage of this? Don't right. take advantage of this. Or just right. go get a job. Yes. But they make yeah. more money doing this, I believe. Because a lot of people, it's not they feel bad for them. They give them money to keep them away. Like, stop yeah, hounding right. me. And and I'm, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm and, not going to do that. I got guys standing right outside the ATM. Yeah. At the bank. They're waiting for you. They're out. It's like, yeah, yo. I, tell you what, man, I, I, I take exception to that, especially recently, because, Rob, you know, and for me, you guys know more about my situation than anyone else. But I've been going through a little bit of medical problems with my back and some, some health issues and things I can't do. And I still won't fucking bullshit nobody. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes. I, I fell on some. Everybody's falling on hard times once or twice in their life. It happens. You know? But yeah. you bounce back. You don't take advantage of fucking people. Right. Exactly. Especially people with a good heart and good nature. Like, they're the ones helping you. You know? And that, that's yeah. the shit that pisses me off. Like, even some family members of mine. You know, some people and some friends or ex-friends. So here I am helping you out, but I ain't got. And then you're going to fucking stab me in the back and look to take advantage of? Like, what? Yeah. I, I don't get it, man. I just, well, I, I know of a food pantry. It's in a church around here. And everyone donates. But yeah. you have to be on a list to yeah. get a box of food. And they only have three people on the list. And they have a woman that comes in once every couple of weeks to throw out all the um, expired stuff. And I'm like, down the street, there's another church that there's a line of people yeah. waiting for food, and they run out. Why don't you just give it to them? No, no, right. you know, we, we, we keep it here. I'm like, it's so weird. That's the thing, too. And I've, I've taken, there's some older women in my building, in my mom's building, that can't get around. And my mom would either go for them, or we'd take them in my truck. And we did it, you know, once a month. Yeah. And this one lady didn't have her ID on her. And I'm like, they wouldn't give her any food. I'm like, really? The woman's hungry. Yeah. Look at her. She's 79 years old when it came. Do you really think she's here trying to get over on you for a box of fucking macaroni and a loaf of fucking two-day-old bread that you're going to fucking throw away? I thought the whole purpose of it was to feed the... And you got, like, these church tough guys. This guy was yeah. like a church... I almost... I was arguing with him. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? He's like, we don't curse you. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you do yet. All they know <laughs> is there's a 70-year-old <laughs> lady... 
You know what I'm saying? At that point, I was just irate. I'm like, there's a 70 fucking nine year old lady, remember how old she is, that can barely walk. She's just look at the way she's dressed. You can see she, I drove her here, knowing I know her situation. Here's right. my ID. I'm telling you, the woman's got no food. I just gave her 20 bucks for a pocket, and I only got $30 on me. Yeah. And you won't give her a fucking two day old loaf of bread and some canned food? Because yeah. she's not on your list? Yeah, they probably heard it all before, though. You yeah. know, it's probably that same lady probably goes out on the corner and sells it. Yeah, but you know what it is, too? A lot of these people, uh, you know, and they do good. Like, I've seen a lot of, like, trucks from supermarkets pull up and donate some really cool shit and some stuff. A lot of these people take a lot of that shit for themselves, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's one very prevalent place around here. I tried to help out on the holidays. They say no. And then I knew an inside guy that works there. He goes, as soon as the shipment comes in, the guy that runs the kitchen gets first dibs, and it goes all the way down, what? and he goes, and then the scraps go to the people with AIDS. Yes. Yeah, yeah like they don't take And especially after, like, yeah, 9-11 and Hurricane Sandy, they would donate, like, work boots, brand-new construction boots yeah. and stuff like that, and they would take half of them. Yes. Yeah. Why, that's why it sucks. Right? A lot of nonprofits are all for profit. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times you think that we're doing so much better than, you know, third world countries overseas, and we're not. I mean, we ship aid over to these people, and and the same fucking thing happens. You know, the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, get what they want, and then give, yeah. you know, if there's anything left, they may get something they may not. It's funny, it's funny that she said that, because I, I, I said the same thing. A lot of these other countries, listen, they may be into need of food, but let me tell you something. Their family all sticks together. They live off the yep. land. They're eating better than us. They're getting fresh killed stuff. There's better yep. family values. Right. They there's no fucking TV and on demand and iPads and this shit, but yet they still live a better life than we do. We, we yeah. as a fucking country, are so fucking, with, with the instant gratification and being spoiled and everything's got to be now and fast food and the touch of a fucking button and the click of this. Yeah. Whatever happened to hanging out? In a, you know, when I was a kid, we rode our bicycles in the woods for nine hours. We didn't even want to come home. Right. And we had nothing. Yeah. You know, we built oh, yeah. a go-kart out of scraps of shit that we found from the trash. And then when you got home, and, and if you didn't want to eat. Out of the house. Yeah. yeah. And if you go, and when we went home, and we were hungry, and if we didn't want what was on you the table, eat. you didn't eat. Yeah. Now it's eat. like, oh, I got to go get chicken nuggets. Jimmy only yeah. likes chicken oh, no. nuggets. Fuck that. I, I, will tell I you watched guys. the brother. I'm I watched the mother peel the bedding off a chicken nugget for a kid the other day. And I'm like, okay, oh, I, I can get it. But I, and I had to ask her, because me being me, I'm like, you do that for him every time he goes out? Yeah, well, he won't eat anything. I'm like, what do you mean he won't eat anything else? I'm like, do you realize the shit you're feeding him, first of all, is just I'm so kidding. fucking bad for him? That your other kids, and look, I'm, I'm a fat bastard, but your other kid's fucking nine years old. He's 300 pounds, and he's got three whoppers in front of him. Literally. Yeah. Wow. Like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. How about you, okay? I, I raised my kids just like my grandmother raised me. If it was on the table, that's what was for dinner. If you didn't eat it, oh well. Right, you got sleep for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with going to these places once in a while. You don't feel like cooking. You can't cook. You press for time. I get it. I understand because you got to go out. You got to work. You got to do things. But when it becomes that's all that there is, and you're not cooking any fucking food, and you're not teaching your kids about fresh vegetables and how to cook and right. how to clean. That's why these kids grow up today. Like, even some of my family members, they don't know how to fucking, like, spray down a fucking table, a glass table, a Windex, and paper down. Like, all right, how do I clean this? And I'm watching, like, and you know what? Like, hey. like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> you know what's so sad is the skills 
that the women that raised me had is a dying art. I hate to say this, but me, how I grew up, I mean, I know how to cook, I know how to clean, I know how to do laundry. I know how to sew. I know how to sew. Yeah. I know. Right. Like, my mother told me how to survive on my own. Yeah. Now there's 25-year-old yeah. kids that can't balance a checkbook. Excuse me. Can oh, I, my God. You got 25-year-old girls that can't boil fucking water. Yes. I know. Excuse me. Can I reiterate? I mean, yes. Yes. It's a different era. It's a different age. Our, our ancestors taught us what to do. Children of today don't know any better. No, she's right, though. That's a good point. They really don't know any better because they're not, they're not being taught. That's the no. problem. They're not being taught them any better. Exactly. Right. They're not getting taught because they want to be on seven soccer teams and a basketball team, yes. and the mother's but, got a two jobs, and yeah, the father's but, got two jobs, and they have it, no time. It was a two-family house, father and mother. Now it's a single mother yeah. or with the boyfriend yeah. and whatever. Back then, it was the husband it's and wife. It's not a very fucking valid point, too. It was yeah. the husband and wife together for thick or thin. I mean, look, I grew up with, with and, a single and, mom. And that was back then. But you're right, though. The household back then was different. People stood together for the sake of the children. And it was different. Right. It was different right. beliefs. God, it was a different way of life. You hear the words, wait until your father gets home. Exactly. Right. Exactly, Roger, you're right. My, I remember when I was a child. Okay, now I'm um, almost middle age. <laughs> middle age, half a century old. Nice and, move there, darling. Okay, hi, Audra. And um, my father, if I wasn't home for 2 o'clock dinner and I was 201, let me tell you something. When, oh, I, yeah. when I walked in the door, the broom, the spoon, or the, or the, sh- or the belt? Or the shoe. Or the, the shoe. shoe. 2 o'clock. If I wasn't at home at 201, I, me and my brother would... Because it's funny, because I'm the same way, and, it, and I think that their thought process was this. If I'm going to go out and bust my ass work and to feed my kids and stay home and cook for you all day, show the fucking respect by being 10 minutes early and setting the fucking table and helping out. When yeah, you but, walk in late and you got that I'm better than fucking attitude, oh, no, that shit don't fucking fly yeah, with me. They'll clean yeah, up but, after. Yeah. I mean, we were, when we were kids, we weren't slaves, but... At the end of dinner, the kids, who yeah. washed, who dried, who yeah. did this, who threw out the garbage. Yeah. Now you got to beg kids. You got to throw it out. I'll, I'll get you a new iPhone if you do the dishes for a week. Well, that's yeah. what I was just saying. What the that's... fuck ever? You don't get to go last and then wash those fucking dishes. True. But back then, we had boob tubes. That's it. The, the black and white TVs. Yeah. They were just coming out with color TVs. You didn't have this iPhone. Damn, Philomena, how old are you? <laughs> iPhone, screen TVs. And then the wheel came out. Yeah, then the wheel came out. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have any of this stuff. You had, uh, you had Legos. You had... Uh, uh, the Lincoln Logs. The Lincoln Logs. You had You had Clue. You had the Hopscotch. That's another point. Think okay. about it. No TV during dinner unless your dad wants to watch it. I remember the greatest thing was playing Monopoly with the whole family and having a little yes. chips and dip and snack exactly. or jello mold. Yeah. It was, and we had fun. We had a blast. And for the holidays, and, the And family- you know what? My son always whipped everybody's ass at Monopoly. I don't know how he did it, but every fucking time that little shit would win. Yeah, and now you got everybody on their phone in different rooms playing the same fucking yeah, game. Or at the table. Yeah. Uh, and nobody talks to each other. Yeah. The, no, the you and in, in my household, there's just me and my son now. And he's 20. 
but we actually talk to each other. Right. That's There's exactly not a whole lot. Yep. There's sure no communication. A lot, but we actually converse with each other and and sit down and talk about how our day went or just random things. My right. television is rarely on at my house. I, I don't I don't do television. I, I, I of course I watched you know Hell's Kitchen, Clem, you know, but <laughs> you know, but that's I'm I'm very choosy. I only pick a couple of things, and that's all I watch. I don't I don't burn my brain out with television. You know, it's just I'm too, I'm not I can't be that sedentary, and right, I've trained right. my children to not be that sedentary. So, you know, when I go home and sit down with my son, there's no noise in the background. We're not tinkering on our phones. We're spending time together, right. and I, I do believe that 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 is something that's lost in the family unit. We just don't take time to speak to each other anymore because no, we're so connected to you know our digital devices, or you know I've got to go do this, or you know, or sit down mindlessly watching television for hours. I can't do it, and my kids are the same way, and I'm proud right, right. of them. I'm not a grandmother. <laughs> I love watching TV, though. But. I will say this. I don't mind watching the 60-inch fucking plasma and the cable and the iPad and the phones, but I do make time to communicate and sit and talk. And then at the end of the day or some point in the day, that's almost like a reward or a treat to be able to sit down right. and relax and be badass with all your yeah, I like sitting around the TV because I'm, yeah. like, I'm like a black person in a movie theater. If we're watching something, I'm going to talk about it nonstop. I'm like, hey, look at that. Hey, what do you think about that? Oh, can you believe that? Oh, what are you doing? And I talk to it, and I bring the conversation in around the TV because it gets everyone's, like, attention because yeah. they're just staring, like, aimlessly in the TV. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, but on that Adam ruins everything thing, I just wanted to bring this up because we're talking about sending stuff overseas and everything. You know the company Tom Shoes? That you buy a pair and then he sends a pair to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say that he actually, he does that for profit, like he makes tons of money, actually sold the company, but the shoes that he makes cost $4 to make, and the ones that he gives away is $4, but you pay $60 for them. He makes like $52 over every shoe deal, and when he sends them overseas, they don't even want them because... In these little towns, there's a cobbler, there's a shoemaker, there's a person that sells shoes, and they're putting them out of business. Wow. And they don't even want them. But so that's like one of these, you know, charities that everyone thinks it's so great. I'm going to buy these shoes and send them over. They don't even want them. It's crazy. Oh, shit. That's just like donating hair. Yeah. I cut about about 10 inches of my hair, and I was going to donate to Locks of Love. Right. And I found out that they charge. Children, yeah, these wigs. But there is another organization, and I, I, dear God, I cannot think of the name of it. But there is another organization that does provide wigs to can- cancer children, and they don't charge them. Right. And well, I wouldn't spend my hair. I wouldn't. I still got the damn ten inches of air, air, hair. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I still got that in my dresser drawer because I won't send it to them. Right. Right. Yeah, you got to find the right ones. But even with blood, they have, like, the New York uh, Blood Center. You give free blood, they charge the hospitals for blood. They're a business. You're giving it free, and they're they're making money off of it. Wow. It's unbelievable. 
Well, we got another caller here. Let's see. 718 number. What? And I'm not sure who that is. It's, right, it's, let's uh, check it out. Hey, you're chewing the fat with Big and Beefy. Are you talking about blood form? <laughs> Chef Lou. <laughs> <laughs> What's I was thinking about you the other day, Lou, I swear to God. Chef, you got Audra on the line also, uh, our buddy Audra. Hi. Uh, hi, how are you? I'm good, John. I'm the Southern Princess. That's what I've been deemed as. That's oh, right. I'm here with Antonio right now, my son. He's uh, He wants you to know he's seasoning a steak in honor of you. Ah, nice. Nicey nice. <laughs> started rubbing well, this he started rubbing this raw one-pound giant steak, and he looks at me and says, how's Burmeister? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, we we started talking about, it, it went way off, but we were talking about... Yeah, we tried to get into news, and we went on a Yeah, we were talking about food, out. like food pantries, and how it's really a waste, because they throw out half of the shit, people donate crap, and then it turned into, like, after 9-11, people are donating crap, and after, you know, any kind of, like, horrible happening, people think they're doing good, but they're donating, like, old socks with holes in it. No one wants that. I mean, there is yeah. some good out of it, but for the most part... There are a good percentage of people, or the majority even sometimes, right. that are trying to fuck you over and get over on it, trying to get something out of it. And that's the fucking shame. Of yeah. It. And we're talking about freegans and, like, how companies throw away perfectly good food, but it costs money to donate it. Play. It's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot, a, lot of, a lot of waste in donating. Yeah. Really is. Yeah. That's why... On this great show, uh, Adam ruins everything. He said the best thing to do is pick, like, a food pantry if you want and give them money because then they can buy fresh vegetables and and stuff to get to people instead of these high-sodium, dusty, canned foods. Yeah, well, that's what happened. The fucking turnips and rutabagas. No one wanted them in that one. Yeah, so I'm still still got them coming out of my I had suggested at one time during the hurricane that they do an adopt a family program, like where you just you take on a family, you know, nothing like you're going to rebuild their house, but in equal value, you take on a family, feed them directly, have them at your house, get them new clothes. But a lot right. of stuff right. was just left and donated and wasted, like you know, because there were. I, I remember know. down in the down by the beach. There were thousands and thousands of cases of water just sitting in mud. Like, people would donate water, and they, they, they had so much shit, yeah. they didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. You yeah. know, but you're right. If you donate a family, well, what do you need? You need paper towels? You need this? All right, it's going directly to you, not, all right, I donated down the street. You have to get a ticket, okay. see how much you get, and then... We actually did that. A bunch of us for in South Beach, a couple of people we knew that couldn't get out or didn't have a car or had no way around, we went... To the few houses right there, we said, okay, I have a truck. I had two full tanks of gas because we siphoned it out of my friend's car. One right. of his cars got destroyed, so we took the gas out. And I'm like, listen, tell me what you need. We'll go. We'll get you some stuff. And okay. And they gave us a list. And we went with the list. And it was funny because we went to Noodle Up or wherever it was, and we're gathering up stuff. We actually have it bagged up with people's names on it. And this one guy comes over to me. He's like, what are you doing with all that? I'm like... Bro, do I really look like I need fucking four things? It's going to four different people. Here's their names. And I even had their IDs with me to show, to yeah, say. like there were a lot of people stealing yeah, shit absolutely. There, so. And I'll be honest with you, I think I may have kept the shampoo. 
Plunger. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think I kept, like, one shampoo. But, I mean, I wasn't robbing bag loads of shit. I, went, I legitimately right. went back and, and gave it to everybody. It kind of felt really good. When you know, when you, when you see the family sitting there that has nothing and you walk in like Santa Claus with five bags of food and stuff. And I actually cooked them a meal. We had a little fucking stove thing that we had. And I made them a little fucking meal. And they were like blown away by yeah. it. So I'm like, it felt really good to be able right. to do that. Yeah, you got you to gotta be in there. Because a lot of these companies, you know, and what a lot of people don't know with charities and nonprofits, if you write them a check... And don't tell them where you want it to go. It's going to go right into paying the salaries yeah. of the people that are up yeah. top. So, like, yeah. you know, you donate to the Red Cross. You should write a letter and say, I want it to go directly to this food pantry or to, to buy blankets. You know what's telling me like about the Red Cross? And I, I think they do some great work. But I'm going to tell you something that irked me that I saw firsthand. Are you because they give out donuts. They actually mm-hmm. had a chair. The woman was sitting in a chair while prepping the food on the truck. Uh-huh. And she started bitching about how the line was, because the line was like a little crooked, and and she tell you gotta stand up. I'm like, I, I finally, I, I, I was like, listen, lady, shut the fuck up. I said, you got a fucking diamond on your ring that'll choke a fucking horse. I said, these people are starving, haven't eaten in a fucking day. I said, you're sitting on your fat ass telling people to stand straight in line like you're fucking the Gestapo over here? Shut the fuck up. Cook the food. I said, you know what? Get out of the way. I'll jump on the truck and feed everybody if it's too much of a problem. Is that diamond ring weighing your fucking hand down? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was nice of her to do that. But, like, when you start belligerent people and belittling people and yelling at them, like, yeah. people are hungry, man. Their fucking house is just the guy's sleeping on a fucking cardboard box in his backyard. She, and you're she was just pissed because she was donating her time. She was doing it for free. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, we got another caller. We got uh, Stephen Lee calling in. We Stephen haven't, uh, you know, we haven't heard this guy last week. We missed him. And uh, I didn't get to do the yeah, green it's yeah. chewing the fat with Big and Beefy's weekly crop report with everybody's favorite urban farmer, Chef Stephen Lee. Hey, Stevie, let's talk vegetables, baby. Steverino, what's up, pal? What's happening? Hey, Nothing uh, much, brother. How are you doing? Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. Hey, where's my uh, my Green Acres song? I said it right when I was playing. I was like, ah, I gotta still get that Green Acres. I have the oh, song okay. down, oh, but I, I still gotta right. I gotta edit it. <laughs> oh, you gotta edit it. Oh, all right. Yeah. All gotta, right. You know. All right. Well, it's well, what's up, buddy? How was, uh, how was your uh, your chef thing? I know we talked after yeah, it, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, what do we do the, for the American Diabetes Association? Uh, we raised uh, thirty three thousand one hundred dollars. Uh, Very good. Cool. It was good. Yeah, it was, and uh, I, I worked with at the high school. I I had a team of, of students there in their first year of cooking school there at the high school, and uh, we made some dynamite food. So it was all good. Nice, but I heard there was a little, like, uh, a little bad, bad business going on with your uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your opposing Uh, team. Yeah, I didn't, apparently I didn't understand the rules. So, uh, yeah, the team brought in uh, another professional chef, so they had two, and uh, then they brought in their own ingredients, and and then they brought in their own ingredients that they prepared in their own kitchen and brought it to the kitchen and used that in their uh, in, in the showdown. You know, they used that uh, as, as part of their, <laughs> their so 
So I was, so there I am, you know, and, and they, you know, they say, okay, you're gonna have chicken and uh, and zucchini and um, and uh, tomatoes to uh, cook with, and uh, which was great, and, and we did a good job, you know, uh, right, as good as as we could do, but the other team. Uh, you know, they just had everything already done. They brought and they brought in like micro. They brought in microgreens. They made their sauces. You know, whatever. Uh, you know, I, I take I take it as a compliment. You know that they felt yeah. that they they had to do all that in their own restaurant and then bring it to the challenge. I, I thought that was funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. You know, you just you just gotta laugh about that stuff. Yeah, and at least you can hold your head up high that you didn't really cheat or you. Did what you thought was yeah, right. Exactly. You cooked exactly. it all right there. Yeah, exactly. I did it, and and not only did I did did we do that, but um, I had uh, one student was making crepes, uh, the other student was made uh, made bechamel, the other student made uh, tomato sauce, the other student made a basil pesto, the other student made uh, the the stuffing, the chicken stuffing, chicken and mushroom stuffing for because we made a cannelloni. You know, uh, a crackled nice, cannelloni nice. with the bechamel, the tomato, and uh, and the basil pesto, and we served that. And then I made a tomato concasse, you know, a little tomato and basil salad, tomato fillet. Oh, you know, we peeled the tomatoes and did, yeah, and put that as you know on, on the tomato concasse. I haven't heard that in years. It's, uh, it's a little con right there. Any con? Yep, you just <laughs> poach them and then slice them and then skin and fucking. Perfectly yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Like yeah. Shock exactly. them. That was yeah. great. Yeah. Shock. Yeah. And so we had. So you know, the 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 students, the kids, were able to practice a lot of technique. You know, things that they wouldn't normally do in a short period of time. You know, because I really believe that is what. Uh, well, that's what I learned. You know, on my thing with Master Chef, is that you know, I you know, I I know my way around the kitchen. You know, I can put some food out. But um, that the pressure, being under the pressure, it really um, like really makes my cooking more efficient, you know, and right. uh, really dials it in, you know, and actually makes it taste better because I'm very focused and very determined to do the best I can, and I, I, that's what happened with the kids, you know, they're really determined, really focused, and they produce some fantastic food, and they're all very that's happy awesome. with the outcome. Yeah, so it was all in all, it was a win, you know. Uh, you know, I've always, I've always say, you know, I've always believed, you know, the the only thing I can do is my best, and whatever the results of that are, are the results. That's not so important to me, as long as we did our best and the kids were super happy, and right. and the people were happy that ate it. You know, it was good food. How was I, I supposed to know that the other team was gonna bring in uh, another professional chef? And cook all their food in their own place, and then bring it to the bring it to the <laughs> right, yeah. to the competition. What kind of yeah? Who what kind of competition is that? What kind of competition? What kind? Of, yeah. What kind of competition is that? You bring in your own food that you've already prepared. That's yeah, crazy. I've never heard of a competition. Yeah, it's nah. totally nuts. Anyway. No, whatever. unless it was like a charity event where all restaurants came in yeah, and had exactly. to give something away free, and then they they cooked it ahead of time. But when it's a one-on-one competition, you don't bring in pre-cooked food. I know, I know. Now I, I want to say something. I saw the trailer for your for your pilot, and it looks phenomenal. Like it's it's all it is oh, is you yeah. with Eric in a truck and the smoke and stuff. 
it looks like it's going to be great. Yeah, that's my truck. That's my truck that I drive nice. around for my uh, for my gardens and stuff like that. And um, yeah, we went. I went met him in um, oh just just uh, west of here. Uh, I don't know when. It, maybe it was a few weeks ago. I can't remember. And, and uh, we put together a series of. Well, we filmed a bunch of stuff. He's kind of you know he's in that in that sort of industry. You know, his girlfriend or soon to be wife or whatever is going to be doing some. She does some shows or something like that. So. So we did some filming, and, and now he's got all the footage, and he's kind of releasing trailers because the goal is to get a certain number of YouTube subscribers. That right. way we can do the actual filming at the YouTube studios for uh, free or reduced cost or something like this. Right, right. And uh, able to put put out a good show. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. I didn't I mean, know that was YouTube uh, studios. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw it, though. Actually, I think it was our Jimmy Kimmel. Now, they did live at YouTube Studios with all the number one hit people. If the Sitting on a Toilet girl made it. She's got 79 million views yeah. on a toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's great. If you haven't but seen that's it, actually yeah. the guy that she used his phone. Yeah. He yeah. does those ones. and It's crazy. Yeah, but there wow. was uh, the, triple, the Triple Rainbow guy was there and did you ever see that guy? He's all high and crying because he saw three rainbows wow. together. He's like, triple rainbow, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> you and I still got to do a YouTube video. We got to go viral. Yeah. We got to go viral. We There's so, go viral. Many, so many rules and regulations to That's get the problem. viral. You and, I, yeah, you and I don't like to follow. I know I don't like to follow. I'm like, fucking yeah, here yeah, it is. It's like you got you to gotta put it in at like 9.15 on a Tuesday because that's what the most people do. And it's got to be under yeah. two minutes. It's got to be this and that. And, you know, and then you can promote it. So, uh, Stevie, what, what's cooking with you? Yo, oh, yeah. So, um, well, uh, yeah, just got back from – I had a couple parties in Vegas. So uh, we went out Friday night and uh, did a couple of dinner parties out there and just got back. Um, late or early this morning, and then I had um, cooked some food for my son's uh, choir. Uh, his applause. He does like a competition choir thing, and they're having a party today. So finished all that this weekend. Had a great time. Met with some really nice people from Las Vegas. Um, you know, just just had a good time. You know, cooking food and mean people and all this stuff. And then um, now I'm got back into town and. Getting ready for, uh, well, it was either today I had the choice of uh, visiting with my um, with my uh, in-laws, right, or uh, yeah. doing the radio show. So you, you should consider yourself lucky because here I am talking to you. Nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> right, right. And anyway, well, and then so besides, and as far as like um, the, you know, if you want to get down to brass tacks here, uh, as far as the farmers markets are going, I can give you a little bit of update on that. If that's what yeah. you choose, or or yeah, yeah, all right. So anyway, so we're in um, uh, where we what's, yeah we're so November um, what like ninth or tenth. So we're in the second week of November, and what is looking good right now? I would say the pick of the week would be persimmons. Uh, oh, yeah. So right? how do you mention no, that? I have one right on my thing that wasn't right that finally got ripe that uh, somebody gave oh. me out of the garden. It's fucking delicious, man. Yes. Another yes, one. Another that. thing that is so delicious that should be more used, and no one even knows what the fuck these things are. I can't stand them. 
What's wrong with you? I think yeah. because I've had too many that were not ripe. And Chalky it, and weird. Yeah, when you put your tongue on it, it sucks yeah. any bit of moisture out of your whole body. But a good pasta. I, I don't think I've ever had them. You have to have it right. You have to I know, have it where it's just like, I know. Where yeah, I don't think I've ever had it. And starting to, to ooze. Yeah. yeah, that's the only way. Right. They got to be overripe, mush, and it's just delicious. Actually, yeah. my, mo- my mom yeah. got the Brooklyn. Yeah, her mother got a whole bunch of Somebody actually, they were locally grown out of Brooklyn, and her Hi, mother Steve. got this whole bucket of parsimons, and Hi, they were like baseballs. And I left them on my counter, and about, a, I would say about three weeks later, they were mush, and I'm like, perfect. Yeah. And everybody's looking at me like, ew, you can eat that? I'm like, yeah. just scoop it open and eat it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, talking about weird, disgusting food, Steve. Yeah, let's let's do that as our top five. The yeah. top five things, top five foods that you hate to eat. Big DC's top five. All right, I'm going to start off because I can't believe that the both of you talked about this because I have it written here. My number five is persimmons. Right. <laughs> the top oh. five things I hate. Only because I don't think I've ever had a ripe one. Uh, cottage cheese, the consistency makes me gag. It's like when I used to drink a lot and I'd be hungover and craving milk, I'd guzzle milk, throw it up three minutes later, and it would still be cold, but it would be curdled like cottage cheese. Uh, kosher, kosher food. Kosher food is disgusting. No. Yes. So I don't know. Something about it, the smell or whatever. Like, I even worked in a kosher catering thing. I couldn't I don't eat like anything. that alone shit. Nah. Number, f- and I, I don't like salmon. And I think it's because I cooked it for so many years. It is fish. I'm with you on smell. that. I'm with you on that. Salmon's one of my least favorite like fish. Like su- salmon sushi, I can't even put it in my mouth. Uh, yeah, I won't. I'll eat salmon. I'll eat a spicy salmon roll. It's terrible. Look, yeah, well, if you kill it with good. something. I mean, I could eat it, but yeah. it's one of my least favorite things. And my number one is mayo at someone else's house. Because there's yeah. always a chunk of tuna in it or you know, a piece funny, of egg. You said that about a year ago on this show. About and something. ever since then, you had me every, I swear to God, <laughs> ever since you said that, every single time since that day, I open up the fucking mayo jar in my refrigerator, and it freaks me out. Because there's always a little speckle of something. 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 There's yeah. a piece of celery, there's a piece of tuna. So now I get a... my own mayo jar, and I hide it in the back of the refrigerator. Yeah, that's why I love to squeeze mayo. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you my top five real quick, and then we'll get to Steven and Philomena. I'm, as an Italian, as a fat guy, this was really hard for me. But I'm going to say water chestnuts. It's something about a water chestnut that freaks me out. It skis me out. It's crunchy, yeah. texture. It just weirds me out. I'm also going to say walnuts. I do not like walnuts. I think it is the most stupidest fucking thing on the earth. I don't like it. It's dry. It's weird. It's disgusting. Now, I have had... Candied spicy walnuts right. that were okay, yeah. but I just like I, I walnut can't fucking shrimp or something in yeah. a Chinese place. Yeah, no, no, you, no, gotta, no, you no, gotta do yeah. something. Bamboo shoots, another Chinese thing. That I think it's just disgusting. It's got a funky smell. It's just weird. It's yeah. I don't know. It's like weird to me. Huh, that was that was one of my favorite things. Canned vegetables is like bamboo shoots and water chestnuts. I can't. I, you know, I, I, it's the crunch. It just. I feel like I'm gonna get something else, and it just freaks me out. It just. And I'm usually not. I don't know. It's just weird to me. It's very weird. What's your What's your number one? I, I I don't know. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I think I would have to say walnuts. 
There's not much of anything else I don't like. Right. I mean, I love everything. And yeah. these things I would eat. I've been trying to eat cottage cheese and stuff, but I smother it in salt and pepper. Cottage cheese isn't terrible. Yeah, salt and pepper is Yeah, if I make it myself or find out how to make it, then I'll eat it you all day long. You know what's too? I got a thing with peppercorns. I like peppercorns. I like an old plop steak. But if you give me a piece of, like, super sauce or a dry sausage and has a peppercorn in it, I uh-huh. bite into it, I can... <laughs> it fucking freaks me out. I don't know why. So, Stevie, how about you? What are the things you hate to eat? All right. So, yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of octopus, all right? Um, all right. You know, I, I'm not, it's like, the texture just bugs me. Um, uh, the Those uh, salt and vinegar chips. Oh, you know I used to hate them. I love them. They're my favorite. I used to hate them. Oh. Oh, I hate that, man. I had, I had leftover mac and cheese the other day, and I had a bag of salt and vinegar cottage fries that I crushed up and sprinkled on the top of the Fantastic. mac and cheese. Yep. Oh, my God. All right, go ahead, Steve. Sorry, man. That's disgusting. That's all right. That's, all right, <laughs> and uh, uh, tomatoes, uh, unripe tomatoes, like from the grocery store, sometimes uh, you get them on a sandwich at the store, or at the, you know, like you buy a yeah, sandwich and yeah, like or something. Pink. Pink and they smell uh, yeah. like a hospital or something like chemicals. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Uh, when I was a kid, I was uh, hitchhiking and I lived with this Taiwanese family and they made me eat this thing. It's a fermented egg. It's like a. Uh, they, uh, no, no, they no. That's out. the one thing I will never try with the either the fermented egg or the one that has the whole chicken or yeah, duck no, I, in it. Like, uh, no, no fucking yeah. way! You can't pay me enough money. Nah. Look. Yeah. I know. So and then um so and then I don't know but I'm trying to uh figure out a good recipe for jackfruit. Uh so far I'm I'm still working on that one. So that's kinda on my five of not so good, but hopefully I will uh, come jackfruit. up with a good recipe. Jackfruit. It's um it's a uh it's a subtropical fruit. Uh they have it they grow quite a bit of it in Florida. Uh it's um like uh does it, it kind of look like a from, pineapple a little bit yes 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 and they get huge and, and yep and uh they're, they're really big in like the um vegan vegetarian world because they're loaded with antioxidants and and good nutrition and now is it jackfruit a little chalky though is it a little chalky or am i mistaking that for something else no you're right yeah it's a little chalky and that's what i'm trying to get over right now i'm trying to figure out a way to uh, introduce that into, um, you know, like, like a. I wonder if you can poach it, good. <laughs> poach it in something, and then do a puree, or poach it in something, and then work with it after you poach it to maybe get rid of some of that starch or chalkiness out of it. Yeah, yeah, I'll How definitely about I'm trying all kinds of ways. Never had Dorian What's and Brian and fucking try it. I will try it. That that's the sticky one, yeah, right? The Dorian fruit is that white, and they sell it. You can get them here. You can get it in in the Chinese thing in Brooklyn. Yeah. They got them in the Chinese store out by uh, off the kill over there, South Avenue, yeah. wherever it is. And uh, yeah, I've never had it, but it always looks like. I know. I see Andrew Zimmerman eat it all the time, yeah. and he just keeps it up market. all the time. The Asian market. Thank you, Philomena. Yeah. All right, let's let's do Philomena's quick little five things. Eight, and I want to read some comments on the Facebook, and then we'll get back to Stephen. Okay. So my top five are coming from a Sicilian family. My, when I was younger, my mother, even my grandmother, an egg. She just put it in water and took it out, and I had to like swallow it. And I, yeah, yeah, So that's number one. Eel. Ooh, okay. Um, I happen to like eel, but okay. Okay, depends. Yeah. 
Um, bakala, bakala, bakala. How can you be Italian and not like bakala? I'm sorry, I don't like bakala. From my skin, at least you don't like bakala. Uh, that's a fun novel. I love that baklava. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? I never liked avocados until now. Okay. And my biggest, biggest, biggest thing, and I saw Duke Lem all the time, I hate mustard. Hate it, oh. hate it, hate it. I know, it's unless, unless it's in a, like in a salad, like a, a honey mustard. Like a dressing. I'll have a honey mustard, but regular, like golden. She won't eat mustard yeah. on a uh, Mustard on a sauce. Sauerkraut? I hate that, too. Oh. All right. Get out. I'll read some comments off of Facebook. <laughs> There's actually some interesting comments. Here's one that really is kind of weird. This one is just, um, Deborah says tomatoes, mushrooms, Brussels sprouts, and okra. Uh, so okra, a lot of people don't like it because it's yeah. not consistent. Cilantro, anchovies. I can see anchovies. Black licorice. Papa Burmeister saying steak de <laughs> All right. A lot of people, actually, a lot of people cilantro. We got a lot of people saying cilantro. I fucking love it. John Serp, hey, I'll tell you what John Serp would say. Mayo and cilantro. I know those two things he hates. We should make him a cilantro mayo on a grilled yeah. chicken with a cilantro mayo. Nutmeg, cilantro, tarragon, um, black beans, jerky, cilantro, another cilantro, uh. another cilantro, another cilantro, another cilantro. Whoa. Tripe. We got someone saying tripe, but I can see the tripe because I've had it where it's disgusting. Tripe, yeah, yeah, you got I've it. had it where it was delicious. But I'm shocked that all these people saying cilantro. Mm. Well. Hey, Audrey, you still with us? Yes, I am. How about you? Well, we got we got Stevie Lee from Master Chef on the line also. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's uh, our southern princess here, Audra. Uh, what are the five things you hate to eat? Oh, I'm with you on the water chestnut. That's some nasty shit. Nice. <laughs> I, I like love that. them. I'll pick those out. I eat those first. I, just, I can't fucking stand the crunch. It freaks me out. I, I can't stand that texture. I hate onions. I know that's terrible, but I hate onions. I can't stand the other, again with the water chestnut. I, I can't stand that crunchy in my. No, food. but yeah, but what about like a caramelized onion or an onion flavor? It's just like a raw cooked onion. onion. A cooked onion, yes, but raw onion, I, no, not doing that. I can see that. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, uh, chickpeas. Okay. Love it. I, I, yeah. I don't like it. I do not like uh, salmon. That's a big one on my list. I do not like. Yeah, it. that's not on my list. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I've had it, and it's just I don't know. My taste has changed since I've gotten older. I don't like it. Here, I don't like uh, it, but I will eat it if it's dry as shit, overcooked. Yeah. Drenched in something. That is actually not bad. You may even flake it apart now. Smell I don't like. Yeah, doing so many does, weddings for so many years. On a grill and flakes it over salad, which wasn't terrible. I had to take it a step further and overcooked it. You're yeah. right, it's the smell. If it's cooked and dried and fucking, you know, where you don't know it's salmon, it's uh, all right. I put a lot of adobo on yeah. it. Yeah. So, there you go. And I make it, you know, I uh, put it on the pan yes. back and forth, and then I flake it and put it in a salad, and it's delicious. Yeah, but it's that smell, you know? Yeah, it's the smell. It reminds me of... 
like an old, like a Red Hat Society party that I did or something like when they all want to. What the fuck is a Red Hat Society? You don't know the Red Hat Society? It's a bunch of cranky ladies over 65 that get together like in meetings and parties for like a hundred of them in these crazy red bonnets. Sometimes I think you were born a hundred years ago. It's like your third life coming around. You come out with shit that, you know. In the olden days at the Red Hat Society. No, I'm telling you, I've done parties from They're yelling at you to turn the air conditioner off, then they're yelling, the soup's not hot, the this is... And the thing is, they're, the people that they vote in to become Red Hats that are still under 65 get to wear purple, and they treat them like shit. It's like, it's like a sorority. They're horrible. Horrible people. We got some other comments coming in. Lamb, liver, beets, a lot of people saying sardines. Coconut. Somebody's saying cold shrimp. How can you not like cold shrimp cocktail? Well, right. Venison. That's it. I can understand that. Venison. Yogurt. Anchovies. Black licorice. That, you know, it's weird how you taste much change. I used to hate black licorice. Now it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, love it. Love it. Fantastic. I like chocolate licorice. Chocolate licorice is even better. Yeah. All right. right. So, uh, you know what? Let's just get it. Thing, my number one thing is sushi. Um, I don't like you know what? I used to hate it, and I'll tell you why. My father, like, he used to work on Wall Street and stuff, and when he'd go out with customers or whatever and tie a little tie a little one on, he would go and when sushi was just getting hot in New York, and he would buy it, and I hated it. So then I started getting a can of collagen chicken broth and boil it. When I knew he was coming home, I'd boil it on there. He'd give me my portion of sushi, and I'd scrape it into the chicken broth to make soup. Because you had to eat it, or, you know, I spent money on this. But I love it now. Here's, here's the thing, though, with sushi, and I say this about a lot of fish, and it's true, especially with mussels, clams, lobsters. Bad seafood uh, is uh, fucking gross. It is disgusting. If right. you get mussels that aren't clean right and treated right, they're fucking nasty. But if you get some PEI mussels that are fresh and beautiful and stored right and cooked properly, it's delicious. Same thing with sushi. Now, I've eaten sushi at Nobu with Morimoto and all these guys, and it's totally fucking different. You go to your local neighborhood sushi place where it ain't, the fish ain't stored right, it's not great. It's disgusting. Some of it is disgusting. Yeah. It's bad. So, But if you go to the right place for some of these things, I truly believe that a lot of people would change their opinions on some of this. Yeah. Friend of mine, Clem, said the same thing. He said that you could tell the quality of the of the of the sushi by the way the restaurant looked. You could just tell that it yeah. was it was good sushi. And he said he said that's the problem. You just haven't been somewhere where it's good sushi. And I said, well, um, since you've got a nice fat wallet, you're welcome to take me anytime. Yeah, <laughs> and just stay away from the gas. Stay away from gas station sushi. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Now I went to a, I went to a nice yeah what I thought at the time was a nice sushi joint but it 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 sucked I didn't like it yeah but here's the thing a nice sushi joint I'll, I'll show you a place where they got a million dollars into the fucking place literally it's a million dollar fucking place it is gorgeous but they got Flaco and Paco which is not not a problem with me but they got two Spanish guys making fucking sushi rolls that don't <laughs> that don't understand look that's like me and I look I don't care I'm not prejudiced like that I really don't care I'm really right, not right. like that but that's that's like me going into fucking a Scottish restaurant trying to make their food. I have no idea what the fuck is. Haggis. Yeah. <laughs> like me trying to make, like, I don't understand it. I've never made it. But, you know, when you got the right people doing the right job with the right ingredients, it's a different product. Right. And it tastes better yeah. when there's an Asian guy making you sushi. Yeah. 
I, I really tell is. you guys this. I've got to share this with you guys. Um, my chef, you know, you guys know I work with Chef Chris Carpenter. Um, he's the executive chef here at Block and Vino. Um, and we do a lot of catering. And we just did a miniature art gallery show um, last week in Lake City, uh, where Chef Tasha Mack is from. And he did soul food sushi. And I loved it. It was he took a solid green leaf and put some ham just some sticky ham rice on top of that and a little pulled pork barbecue in the middle oh, and nice. it. it was fucking delicious. It was one of the best things I've ever tasted. To say right. it was those ingredients. Well there are some like in the sushi places, the rolls. You know, they have the spider roll with the fried social crab and stuff you know like that. I, I hate any any tamago. Any fucking fish roll. Yeah. I fucking oh, yeah. something, but I hate that fish roll that cheap you give me some beluga caviar that's fucking fresh and on ice and just flown in, it's fucking delicious. When you give me that cheap shit that's been sitting around I tell you, you know one of the greatest sushis I've ever had? What? Dak. You know Dak hams, the little miniature things? They have a sushi uh, a caviar. It's delicious. Really? Yeah. It's in a little jar. It's, it's from the company Dak, whatever. And I got to check it out. It was good. Now, I, I've had a, one of my favorite things to eat is a spicy tuna roll. I've had it, I've had them make it for me at Nobu. And let me tell you something. The quality of the fucking fish. Like, you can literally go into their kitchen and get your fucking paring knife and slice a thin piece right off the top of the tuna and eat it. And that fucking fish was fresh out of the water a day ago. And it's so much nice. different than the shit that's sitting on the countertops in your local sushi store that's not properly iced up and not at the right, right temperature. And it gets wrapped up and put away for two days. And, you know, once your hands even start touching that piece of fish, yeah. it starts breaking down the fucking fish. Yeah. When I worked in Nantucket, we had a sushi bar, and this guy Yoshi made it. It was fantastic. A little gay Asian dude. And then Mario and Luigi came out. <laughs> but <laughs> no, he... He said that he had to freeze it first. He would free, cut the pieces. Was he a little green guy? <laughs> That's kazoo. <laughs> but he would freeze it first. He would freeze it for a couple of days and then use it. Yeah. Because it was it would kill some bacteria or something yeah. like that. But, I mean, it's good stuff. All right. All right so well, we want to get into some, Yeah. You want to get into some news? Yeah, we're, gonna, we're doing the show backwards. We're going to end the show up. ETF News with Big and Beefy. All right, I just want to get into this. We talked about the no tipping and stuff last week. Joe's Crab Shack is the first major chain that dropped tipping. Explain this to me. Well, they're actually, after Danny Myers Union Square Hospitality Group did the no tipping and everything, Joe's Crab Shack is eliminating tipping from its restaurants, and their service will start at $14 an hour, and they're going to add 12 to 15% to the prices of food. Well, fuck, I'm wow. going to the beach. Yeah. There's a well, and, Crab and, Shack down there. I'm going to Myrtle Beach, motherfuckers. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and what he's saying is the turnover of service is less. They've been doing it since August. People are sticking around and actually doing a good job because they're not in it. You know, if they get a shit night, you know, like, oh, give this guy $3 an hour and he's working Tuesday yeah. afternoons. He's not going to steal now, or anything like that. I understand like that. that from the service point of view and, and the restaurant point of view, but I'm not sure I agree with it as a consumer. Well, because they're raising prices 12 to 15%. 
So you're actually saving money if you're a good tipper where you tip 18 to 20 Yeah, but here's my thing. Now because I'm paying more for that food, my expectations are going to be higher. Right. You know? Yeah. But but still, I mean, I kind of get it. I'm, I want to see. I want to actually go. And I'm a, I'm a fan of social web chat. I don't mind. If I'm paying that kind of money for food, if I'm paying that kind of money for food, my food and my service better be fucking top notch. If I'm paying that much money for food, the fucking waitress better fucking rub my fucking ass and give me a fucking back massage. Damn right. Damn right. I'm just trying to hide behind the fucking tree with a T. All right. Well, let's see. All right. We're only talking like another two dollars added onto your entree. Yeah. It's not bad. Here's the thing, though. You're talking about some entrees that are already overpriced at the fifteen, sixteen, you know, twenty-five dollars, thirty dollars. Yeah. Now instead of twenty-two, twenty-five, it's twenty-seven, twenty-nine, thirty. Right. I kind of put. Well, we'll see. Let's let's see how it works out. You know what? I actually go to Joe's a lot, and when I go to Joe's a lot, maybe I'll do a little video and and do a little do a little fucking live news story from there or something. Yeah. All right. I'm curious. All right. Well, Well, I got some news out of Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Now this is the place I went. Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Back when, back. <laughs> just stop right there. Why the fuck are you in Coon Rapids, Minnesota? All right. Well, Who are you? I don't want to hear shit about me being from the south anymore, motherfucker. You went right. to Coon Rapids. Well, this is oh, how I went. Wait, 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 wait. I think you're like this super secret fucking fucking villain or crime fighter oh, or superhero that you go out and do all these crazy shits. Because I know you for 20 fucking years, 30 years, and these stories out of nowhere. I was in Coon Rapids, Mississippi. Or no, Minnesota. 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 I'll tell you. I'll tell you how I got there. When I, between the ages of like 18 and 21, I was an audience plant for talk shows like Montel Williams. Um, uh, Morton Downey Jr. Yeah. and Sally Jesse Raphael. Yes. So Sally Jesse, this show, I was 21, and the show was Girls Who Can't Get Dates to the Prom. I know. So about five actually. or six yeah. girls came out, and one was from Philly. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to go there. And when this girl, Coon Rapids, Minnesota, I'm like, I've never been to Minnesota. So I kind of like stuck my head up, and she goes, who wants to go with me? I'm like, I'll go. And I had a girlfriend at the time. I just wanted to go to Minnesota. So, you know, they had a big keg party for me, and we went there, and then she wound up coming on another show saying I ruined her life because all I wanted to do was go out and hit the nightlife in Minneapolis-St. Paul. <laughs> and I wound up there oh, looking for me to do the dance with her. And then, I mean, there was hundreds of people in this school. Everyone had 10-gallon black hats, tuxedo tops, jeans, and cowboy boots. And here you are with your cargo shorts. Yeah, I, I have like Chuck Taylors on. And, but I wound up, they found me. They were looking for me to do some video shoots for the dance, and I was drinking in a Cadillac convention and whatever. So uh, that's how I was in Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Well, here's a little fun little story. Wait, yeah. I didn't finish my story. I thought that was your story. No, I said you just started talking during it. In Coon Rapids, and there was an Applebee's that a customer was violently assaulted by another diner last week for not speaking English. A woman was with a family, and they were speaking Swahili, and these, like, white trash people got up and said, you got to speak English in our town and smashed the beer mug well, on the lady's up. face. That's and, fucked up. Yeah. I don't like shit like that. Yeah, and then they raised more than $10,000 for this woman's uh, medical bills, and now she wants to move out of Minnesota. She should own the fucking apple pieces, which she I know, I know. Well, not, the reason I did it because I was looking to see if it was the girl's name that I ruined the life. Well, here's the here's the story that you ruined that little 
bitch's night. We ruined her life in one fucking night, man. I got to know what the fuck happened that night. All well, of she it. kept trying All to take down with me and stuff. And I was like, get off of me. Like, we here to have a good time. And then she wound up marrying the guy that we shared the limo with. Who was trying to wreck my hotel room, so I beat the balls off of him. Trying to rip the microwave out. I'm like, get the fuck out. I Because I took the fire department test that morning on a Saturday. Shout out to Minnesota. Went to the prom and had to be back in New York the next day. It was Mother's Day, and we got slammed for, for uh, Mother's Day dinner. Wow. Crazy. Wow. <laughs> Apparently in Arizona, there was a 350-pound pumpkin that broke free from a Halloween display and rolled a quarter mile before it landed in a neighborhood park. And you guys can go on YouTube and check this video out. This giant 350-pound pumpkin just started fucking rolling down the block. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I saw that video. I would love to have been there to check this out, man. All right, well, we were talking about food waste before, and now there's a story. Meet the Entrepreneurs Making Food Waste Edible and Profitable. And there's these two people that the name of the company is Misfit Juicery. And they go around, they started with one farm, and now they have a bunch. And they buy all the bruised apples and all the, the carrots That's the that are all weird. the juice, though. Yeah. And they make this juice, and they do, like, five... Uh, mystery flavors of whatever they can get for the day, and they're, they're making tons of money hand over fist because they're food courts. You know what gets me? This is how stupid people are. The ugly fruit or ugly vegetables are some of the better fucking vegetables. Like, ugly tomatoes are high dollar now, and they're some of the best tomatoes you can get. Yeah. The same thing with the carrots. And years ago, if it wasn't uniform, wasn't pressed, I'd rather have something that tastes good than looks good. Yeah. And these guys are smart for doing that. Right. Well, they say the reclaimed food also provides financial benefits because they pay somewhere between 25 to 60% of what the perfect versions of the food would have cost. Yeah. So they're paying like half price average, yeah. and why not if you're going to make it? Yeah. And then there's another one. There's a company in the U.K. called Rubies in the Rubble. Okay. And they take uh, misshapen produce and make it into jams and chutneys. So, yeah. And then they also say about like all the beer companies – that look, these craft breweries, they use so much wheat that they're taking all that sludge and the co- coffee companies with the grinds and stuff, and they're giving it to the farmers to feed the cattle. Yes. It's high in protein and starch. And... So, I mean, that's what we got to start doing more of because there's so much food going to waste. And, well, you know. I got another crazy story for you. In South Florida, a guy hid in the freezer of a Checkers restaurant. And when the employees came in to open up, he apparently he didn't realize anything. He was in shorts. He was all blue. No, he jumped out of the freezer and robbed the checkers and took their stuff and started running away. But he was too cold to go anywhere because he was like half frozen and he got caught and arrested. Like you dumb fuck. Yeah. Like if you're already in the restaurant, why do we need to stay in the freezer after it's closed? <laughs> like what is wrong with you? It's crazy. Crazy, insane. But, right. you know, Uh-oh. what happened here? I'm not getting the, uh... The studio? The studio, yeah. Well, we got the second right. well, studio, it. but it doesn't good. matter, but... And here's, here's that other story you wanted to... Oh, come on. Well, what's happening? Apparently, what? I can tell you what the story is. My shockwave is. I flash. I don't know who the chefs are, but... A lot, this Todd is, English was yeah, one. Todd English was one, a very famous chef, and... You know, not that any of us have ever had this happen to us. Bullshit. Um, 
a lot of chefs are like rock stars now, and they're being betrayed. There's like chef groupies out there, and these yeah. girls were going around to some restaurants and looking to bang chefs. And it's Todd English banging a girl in the back of the restaurant right over the fucking prep table. Yeah, they, they were going to the New York Wanted Food Festival. Now, I'm going to share a little story with you real quick, and Philomena, close your ears. But one of the questions I got asked was, to get on Hell's Kitchen was if I ever had sex in the kitchen. I swear to God, it's a true story. And I'm going back about 10 years ago, maybe longer. I'm in Virginia at my uncle's restaurant. And I'm banging one of the waitresses in the walk-in box. And I got to, like, you know, bent over type of thing. I'm trying to be polite with the story. But I'm doing that. I'm like, I'm looking around the walk-in box. You know, I put a bell of mushrooms, you know, zucchini. I'm thinking it's special. special. <laughs> yeah, now my uncle walks in. I kind of shove her underneath the shelf and put a box of mushrooms on top of her. So he can't see. I'm picking, I'm picking through the mushrooms, and I put the mushrooms back. And now you, I'm not going to tell the rest of the story, but you're going to leave it up to your imagination. I see some zucchini flowers, but the baby zucchini still attached to the flower. So I'm like, hmm, where can I stick this? <laughs> and the fucked up part was, this when I was young, I would never do this again as a chef, but it kind of broke off somewhere, uh, and I threw the flower uh, back to the box. But it was a true story. Shame yeah. on you, Clem. You're I have a similar bad. story, but I was totally by myself on the walking. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why the zucchini flower was had a chocolate stuffing that day? <laughs> oh, gross. Gross, gross, gross. All right, let's see. I, I, I'm not picking up this. Well, that one's gone. We we did that about. Um, but apparently McDonald's donated a bunch of stuff to this college. Um, yeah, it's. Oh, here we go. Wedding dresses made from burger wrappers, skirts made from McCafe cups. They did made a, a fashion show and they made wedding dresses out of the wrappers of cheeseburgers and hamburgers and french fry containers and all this other that's stuff. That's all you. Yeah. You and I can do something like this. Yeah. McDonald's sandwich wrappers, 4,600 sandwich wrappers, 1,700 fry boxes, 1,100 straws, 1,600 to-go bags, 500 sandwich boxes, 200 okay. soft drink cups. That's like two weeks of us going out to McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, I wonder if they just gave them the containers or did they actually give all the food? Because I would like a wedding dress covered in cheeseburger wrappers that we used. So I think you should do that. like a tuxedo made out of bacon. Yeah. Why aren't you supposed to get the bacon bikini? Yeah. She, um, she, what do you call it? Got a little sick. She had a little drawback and okay. was out. So I haven't I, I would love before. to wrap myself in prosciutto. Yeah. I would totally rock like some prosciutto shorts and, you know, you know what I'm saying. We should do that in the summer. You wrap yourself in prosciutto, I'll wrap myself in bacon, and we'll just sit on a beach all day. Let's do it. Wait, prosciutto? I want a ticket to that prosciutto. Why? Sophie's like, ooh. What'd you say, Andre? I want a ticket to that party. Yeah. Coming over with a Sorry, you, uh, you can't have. I have some grams on. I class. just want. I just want someone to baste me. I'll baste you. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, Rob. Next week I'll come over with some melted butter and a paintbrush. <laughs> you can go. You can go sit out on the front porch on Park Avenue over there, and I will absolutely have no problem basting you. 
They will do that as a new challenge instead of like the ice bucket challenge. Baste your buddy. <laughs> Go get some paintbrushes and some melted butter. We'll do a professional camp. Yeah. Baste your buddy for balls. Yeah, baste your buddy for balls. <laughs> We're going to start a new campaign right there. Uh, There's something wrong with us. There really yeah. is. We just we, we started out the show. We normally get into the news. We're ending the show with the news. And we just we just went off on like an hour tangent. But this is well, crazy. let's do a quick food fight. All right. Who, who would you rather, Clem wrapped in prosciutto or me wrapped in bacon? <laughs> oh. It's time for Big and Beefy's Food Fight. Next week. There you uh, go. Excellent. Let's get Chuck Chris on the line. There oh. you go. All right, buddy. Talk to you guys. All right. Good night. 
All right, peace. Good evening, Archer. Bye-bye. Yeah, so actually, uh... Bacon wins. Bacon wins. It was a quick food fight, but we got one in. We got one in, so... Mm. All right, so we're going to be cutting this short. And, uh, Steve Arino, what do you got? Hey, I got got some news. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. We're going to go back to Stevie and ask him what he's got going. All right, so, um... So winter's coming, okay? And uh, yeah. the next time, the next time you're like outside, out in the park, uh, look up in the sky, right? And if you see a flock of geese flying very high and directly south, it's an indication it's going to be a cold winter. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to see how many geese we have around here in Staten Island. They now they're starting to hire people to come in and ship them out because they, everyone's feeding them so they don't fly anywhere and then they just sit there and shit all over everything. Uh, it's fucking crazy. All right. But uh, all right, Steve, yeah. thanks for calling in, brother. Keep in touch. Next week we'll be back and uh, hang, hang. You know, keep kicking ass over there, buddy. And yeah. as you can, I can't wait to see more clips of the show. Yes, yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right, Steve Marino. Peace out, brother. Love peace yeah. and bacon grease. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we love Stevie, man. Steve's a great guy. He's awesome, yeah, man. He's so fucking awesome. I love this guy. Yeah. Yeah, we had a, you know, not a bad show for, uh, you know. Like yeah, we both did some uh, crazy, insane uh, running around today and some stuff. And, uh, you know, but, but that's it, though, Rob. You and I, look, we said this all along. We're just two... Chefs with a true passion for the game, a true gift to fucking gab, and we're doing our right. thing, and this is what we love and to we'll do. We love bullshit. Yeah. But it's always good when, I'm, when we have to do the food fight news and top five at the end of the show. Yeah. It was a, it was a good beginning. We actually had, you know, people complimenting uh, and telling us that it was actually a good conversation about the food and the, the charities and shit Absolutely. like that. Well, because it's a lot, you know, it, it's stuff that goes unsaid. It's a lot of people don't like to talk about stuff like that or afraid to say something. And, right. Well, they and, don't know. People yeah, don't, or know. don't Exactly, or don't know. So, I mean, uh, that's the way to go. So, people, when you're donating food, just, you know, actually what they say is when you're donating canned food, go to a store and buy new stuff and buy something you would eat. Not, yeah, well, let's be honest. What the, what the fuck out. is a can of vegetables? A dollar, a dollar fifty. Right, you know, you, you get ten. Go spend five dollars. Go spend a flat. Go spend ten dollars. Buy a box of good canned food and get something nice. Right, man. fresh. Get and get beans. A lot of people eat beans. Yeah. They're higher protein, and you know, a lot of these people that are unfortunate, you know, it fills them up. Rice and beans. You know, like get them this good shit. Not the fucking Joe Schmoes, like, uh, clam chowder that's 100 years old with dust on the can or, you know, peanut butter. Peanut butter's always good. But donate money to your food pantries. But designate it for fresh vegetables. So. Exactly. All right, everybody. We are going to be out. Yep. Remember, right? we'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you, Sterling. Thanks, Stephen, Philomena, Tina, Audra. Awesome phone call. You know, we miss her. We had Chef Lou on there for a bit. His yes. son was rubbing his meat right in front of him. Not yes. bad. So, uh, yeah, keep chewing Good the fat, fat everybody. Peace out. Night.
is a special news bulletin. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.